This My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Rolls-Royce of barbell monitoring technology, the GymAware. Guys, in-season training, we rock the GymAware all the time for quite a few reasons. The first, of course, is just that, the ding. Every time the athlete hears that, they know that they're hitting exactly what we need from them at that moment. And when they don't hear it, it brings out that extra little bit of competitiveness within themselves. On top of that, that awesome ding ends out bringing together the athletes as well, pushing each other and getting each other to be able to hit numbers that they probably wouldn't hit at that portion of the year. And finally, of course, that ding helps us monitor, manipulate, and keep track of volumes and intensities so we can best dose our athletes during the season at the right time with the right amount. Guys, hop over to kinetic.com.au and check out what Evan and the team down there have because this is absolutely a sensational product that's changed the way that we've trained our athletes. This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Force Decks, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability and having being founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to valperformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is a combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the Internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar, make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, a conversation I had a couple times this week with different coaches where they were asking questions about this specific time of the year 
when it comes to training a specific type of athlete, and that is championship season when you're dealing with um, the swimming and diving athletes. Um, most importantly, you know, how, how people are handling these, these athletes in their taper or realization phase of training. And um, it's really a tricky thing, right? It's really, uh, it's really an interesting conundrum to be in because, you know, like Hank has talked about in multiple times, and one of which is a, a lecture in the Strength Coach Network, where he talks about how, how these tapers or peaking or whatever we want to call it, like more often than not, they miss, right? Like it, it's really hard to get it at the right time. And, and there's a lot of things that fall into, you know, taper or peaking or whatever we want to call it. Um, and really one of the big parts of it is the psychological aspect, right? Is the athlete believing that they are prepared and they've done everything that they can and they've recovered and They've done it all right all the way through. Well, that leads me to the conversations that I've had about this this past week where different coaches were asking, you know, like, well, I've got a coach that tells us we have to immediately stop and we can't do any lifting and we can't do this and we, we can only stretch it most or whatever it is. Um, and, and that led me to this answer, and that is, well, have you asked the kids how they feel and what they think they need to do? Because I think that if we're trying to bring about this um, this confidence and this you know realization phase, both physiologically and psychologically, understanding what they think and how they feel and, and what they feel and they um, have had in the past that has led them to be successful is exceptionally important. Um, you know, to the point where with me these last this last week and a half, so the day I'm recording this is the Friday before this will go out. So today we lifted and it would, we have four more opportunities to come into the weight room and work uh, before we get ready. And I just have a conversation with each one of the women at some point within the warm up and or the early parts where we're getting into throws and jumps and things of that nature because that's where they're going to have the most rest time, right, in the lift. Um, so I sit there and I talk with them and, and ask the question. You know, the first question is always, what's your plan for today? You know, and, and some of them, when they're younger, look at you and they're like, what do you mean, what's my plan for today? And it's like, well, um, what, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? How has practice been this week? How do you feel in the water? How do you feel outside the water? Um, and we go from there because really understanding that these young women have been swimming competitively, some of them for 10 or more years, they, they should have a better idea of, of how they come down and how they, you know, go through these portions of their season because they've done it 10 to 20 times. So they should know what helps them feel strong in the water. They should know what helps them uh, feel explosive off the wall and off the block. And they should be able to tell the differences between what we've been doing and what they did in the past and how they feel better or maybe worse in things that we need to implement along the way to help them be better moving forward, but also things that we can add at that time 
to help put them in a better situation. Because, you know, in a, in a team sport that is individually based, like swimming and diving, I feel like if you have one massive plan for everyone, you know, yeah, there's the camaraderie and the team aspect, and yeah, there are some generalizations and things that need to be done. But that doesn't mean that those kids aren't completely different, swimming different events with different body types and different injury histories that are going to impact how this development should have gone the whole time anyway. So why, if you've been trying to individualize training the whole time, are you trying to give them the same taper work or bring them down the same way? It doesn't work that way. I've been lucky enough to work with an Olympic gold medalist, a kid who has a legitimate opportunity to make the team for the next games, and another one who has a legitimate opportunity to final at trials through our age group team. And those three young men, all of them, go about it completely differently. The one that won the gold medal would come in and the things that he knows that help him are like right at the end, some low volume, high velocity squats, uh, some low volume deadlifts, a couple of jumps, a couple of throws. And then you know what? He just wanted to sit around and bullshit for a bit just to relax maybe roll out, maybe stretch, but that was it. And he'd do that for like the last week and a half. I don't I mean, who am I to tell this kid he's wrong? He won a gold medal. I mean, he didn't win a gold medal when he was with us. He left and went to Texas and won a gold medal, which, let's be honest, is probably the best thing that he could have done. But that's another talk for another day. Um, another one who's got an opportunity to make the team in the next uh, Olympiad, you know, would just stop. He'd maybe come and stretch, but would just stop. He'd be like, nah, I'm good. But he would still swim out of his mind. And then the third one, who's got a legitimate opportunity to final at trials, would lift almost the full workout up until the week before the meet. Who's to tell any one of those kids they're wrong? You know? One of them's got one of the best times, if not the best time in the country right now in his event. One of them will score if not finish top four in the ACC in multiple events and the other one won an Olympic gold medal all three of them swam pretty similar practices all three of them did semi-similar mildly modified lifts um, because the younger kids we don't go quite as individualized as we do with the college kids but again that's another talk for another day but you know taking a step back and looking at that you know, we're, we're looking at it the same way with these women. I've got one individual uh, athlete that has been manipulating volume for the past month and changing the intensity so that she could um, lift heavier and instead of hitting a set of eight, was hitting four sets of two. Before that was two sets of four because she felt like moving heavier weight faster was better for her. She's getting eight reps. At the end of the day, who cares? I've got other ones that have wanted to add volume back in because whatever it may be, they feel strongest when they're doing 14 or 20 or something. Or they like that they, when they go through the full range of motion in 20, how limber they feel and how flexible they feel and how strong they feel through a full range of motion. 
you know, it, it's things like that. And I think that all too often we as coaches want to sit here and be like, no, we know, we know, we know exactly what they need to do. And this is it. This is the plan because I read this in this study or I read that in that book. Well, I'll tell you this. I've had the absolute privilege of working with these kids who get up at some ungodly hour and dive in a box of water and stare at a black line at the bottom of a pool for two hours. Quote from Keenan Robinson, that's not me, but it's dope, so I had to use it. For the better part, almost going on 20 years, I've been working with swimming for 16 years here at U of R, and I've been working with Nova for 11 years, I want to say now. I have no idea what's the proper formula for everyone, let alone anyone, to figure out exactly what they need to taper. I know we miss on kids still. Everybody does. I know we have some kids that we hit the nail on the head one time and we miss like Pedro Serrano swinging at a curveball the next time. But that's just how it is. And I think that the longer that you get the opportunity to work with kids, which most of us are lucky enough to get a lot of these swimmers for two meets a year. So when they're four years, you're talking six, seven, eight tapers, eight realization phases. By those last couple, you should have it pretty dialed in for each one of those kids because you've listened, you've talked to them, you've evaluated what you've done, and you've both worked together for the betterment of that athlete to improve how the whole team goes. So to make a short story longer, I don't know what to do for tapering. I don't know what to do for the realization phase. But I do know those women know a heck of a lot more what's going on in their body, in their training, and how they've done it in the past. So I'm going to defer to them. Because as Eric Helen said, the athlete is the PhD in their sport. As always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.